Hello and welcome to Stranger Things, a Downside Up podcast. I'm DB, and with me as always is Aaron Minogue. Hello. And Jared Levin. Hey, how's it going? And we just got done watching Stranger Things Season 3, Episode 2. And this one, continuing with the good vibes that I think we all had coming off of uh, Episode 1. I think we were all right in that Billy did not die. (laughs) Thoughts, questions, concerns? I think we could start with Billy. This episode opens with Billy. It's a Billy-heavy episode. Yeah. How come Billy's car just starts all of a sudden now? Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, right. His car. Yeah, so he got in this crash, a pretty serious crash where his head slammed into the windshield. Like, I was concerned. Yeah. So is it something about, like, the like, electromagnetism having to do with the upside down world? Is um, I mean, what did he hit, too? So, yeah. So what did he hit? And then why does his car start? Yeah, he had that slimy shit. Well, we don't see what he hits. But I actually, I'm writing in my notes as the episode's going, how come his car starts all of a sudden? And why in the hell is he driving just a couple paces down the road and stopping at a payphone? And before I could even finish writing the sentence, he started having the flashback to what happened. And I was like, okay, well, that's probably why then. I had the same thing written down. Don't you want to go to a more populated area in case whatever's <laughs> following you? Like, this didn't make any sense. But, um, you know, it's kind of... Well, like- and also, you're in a car. To the best of our knowledge, this thing's on foot. You just find that he barely has to even run anywhere before he finds you. And he's got a badass car, too. That thing will haul yeah. ass. That's like uh, your uh, former paperboy's car. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's, it's on par with that. That's the kind of car that wrangles in a 40-year-old broad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is exactly what Billy is doing. Yeah, uh, exactly. Whereas on his way to. Yeah, dude, that seat, that shadow monster cock blocked him, man. Is that what it was? That is. That I think is it's the a- same thing that got Will before. I don't know what it was. That shadow monster doesn't like the idea of anybody enjoying their lives. <laughs> no. It's, so is that what he what he hit though? Is, is that like? I don't know. It was a slimy monster thing. <laughs> so are you thinking that maybe he just hit some random thing, and then once he was in that area? Now the shadow monster was like, oh, hey. It could have been another Barb that nobody's going to really follow up on. Like she, <laughs> she just... Any chance that Barb <laughs> has somehow got into this other universe now and she's the shadow monster. That would be amazing. If it, that's, I'm putting that prediction out here right now that by the end of this season, we're going to find out that Barb is actually responsible for all of it. I would think that you would be the only one to call that. And you deserve all of the credit. We should have bet in Vegas. We should. Uh, Especially now that everybody's binge watched the entire season. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually probably the only people that haven't watched the entire season yet. Yeah. The bookie is kind of looking at us cross-eyed, like you really want to put your bet on that? Like, yeah, that's the way Bandcast rolls. We we don't we don't research. No. We just go for it. Yeah, we do. We let our gut do the talking, even if we lose all the money. That's right. Dude, Santa Monica Pier had a Stranger Things special event, and DB and I didn't even show up. I work near the pier, too. I didn't even go. 
Did they send you guys like an invitation because of all the buzz about our podcast? <laughs> there was there was a lot of buzz. And most of the buzz was if they show up, then the bouncers are going to take us out back because they heard everything <laughs> yeah. that we said uh, about Nancy and Barb. Yeah. It was at Santa Monica High School. Yeah. It is right there. Uh just a few blocks away from the pier, yeah, at a high school. Again, continuing with this tradition of, uh, you know, a lot of grown adults who should not be hanging around high schoolers. I don't really approve of that. Who are actually have been served papers saying they're not allowed to be near a high school. That's right. Yeah, they, they found a loophole. <laughs> I can go if it's a Stranger Things event. Um, excuse me, but I'm president of the fan club. Thanks. <laughs> Just a, a, a busload of Murrays getting off right out front. Yeah. Handles of pop-up vodka in each hand. Yeah. Walking up to everybody like, hey, uh, I'm Murray and I got my own place and booze and stuff. So if you guys want to come over and lose your virginities in my spare room, I'm totally cool with that. Still. I, I remember what it's like to be young. Dude, he's going to make scrambled eggs afterwards. Yeah, cookie breakfast in the morning. Yeah. Don't ask what's in the cream sauce. It's disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near Murray's kitchen. Like Murray's is the kind of place that if I was at his house and I had to use the bathroom, I would hover. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or I would use the sink or the bathtub. And then I would just uh, do a double decker just out of out of respect <laughs> for the way he lives. I mean, that's Even probably if what I he didn't expects. Have to go. Yeah, I would, just, I would I would eat a lot of uh, a lot of fiber before going. Yeah, and I think Murray would would respect that. I think he would expect it too. He's a shizer guy. <laughs> I would drink a bunch of Jameson the night before, Ooh. and then go there. Give him a different consistency than your fiber. <laughs> oh, I see. I see Aaron stopped by. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even have to. He was, he was out cold when you came by. But in the next morning, he knows. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. That's whiskey right there. Nice of you to visit. <laughs> I'm starting to like Murray now as we talk about it because he seems like kind of a fun guy. As long as you're not <laughs> underage, you know, yeah. underage, there's alarm bells going off. But if you're, you know, he, he could be a fun, fun guy to hang out with. He'd definitely be the kind of guy that you'd want to play Clue with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's so paranoid. It'd be great. He'd start thinking that there was a character that might have done it that we don't even know about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys got to get your head out of the sand. Okay. (laughs) You think it's just these six people? Seriously? It was a dinner party. That's what they want you to think. There's more than six people. They're watching us, man. It's his big brother. (laughs) Dibs on being Miss Scarlet, by the way. Oh, Colonel Mustard for me. Colonel Mustard is, dude, that mustache, bro. Yeah. He's got the Fu Manchu. Is it a Fu Manchu? I don't know. But you know what? We're not going to look it up. (laughs) So you were saying like the flashbacks to that Billy was having as as to what happened. A little unclear, although we do get a sense that there's a there's a doppelganger now, like where we've introduced the element of doppelgangers into this show, which I kind of like. I do, too. Is it a doppelganger or is it that he it's unclear to me if he's imagining seeing this stuff? I am predisposed to doppelgangers from uh, Twin Peaks, uh, so oh, okay. I, I definitely took it as that. And then we just recently watched uh, the movie Us, which is a pretty terrible movie, but also kind of borrowing from Twin Peaks and the doppelganger theme. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I took it as a as a doppelganger, and, and uh, I thought it was cool. I, I actually liked that 
element. So to me, and again, I guess this is like my Twin Peaks influence coming through, but I feel like the show definitely borrows from Twin Peaks in, 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 a, in a like in a good way, like an homage, just like a lot of the things are an homage to things of the 80s and movies that they like. But, you know, Hawkins is kind of like the Midwestern version of small town. Where's the, where's the midget playing the music, though, <laughs> in the Velvet Room? <laughs> I never watched Twin Peaks. It's it's trippy. I think I started trying to, and I, I think it might be one of those shows too that you had to watch it at a certain point. The first two seasons can be a bit rough going back. I I I can see that, and but I didn't watch it when it first aired. I only got into it like uh, two years ago. But oh wow, okay, me man, it's yeah, it's it's great. But it it is like it is of its time, so it's like commenting a lot on like soap operas and stuff. Like that's where that yeah bombastic kind of music comes in, but still fun. And then of course the episodes that aren't David Lynch by the second half of season two is garbage until the very yeah. end. Uh, the last one is another David Lynch episode. But yeah, I mean it's it it, it could be tough going for sure. And then the movie is great, and then this recent season from like two years ago is just a, like awesome from start to finish and is it i saw that that uh what is it kyle mcclanahan McLa- is that his mclaughlin name? yeah mclaughlin oh rue mcclanahan oh. <laughs> uh kyle is he in the newest season as well oh yeah yeah he does oh, okay. amazing amazing That's pretty work cool all the same cast they bring back I think just about every cast member that's still alive. Yeah. Okay. And it was so great to see them. I mean, I won't, I won't wax poetic about it. Cause I know yeah, I, I didn't see the, I didn't see the third season. <laughs> yeah. And I keep telling you, you got to see it. I know I have it too. So, so when they, when Billy encounters himself, I had thought that, yeah, this was like an evil version of Billy that somehow the this upside down world is now going to kick out like doppelgangers is like a it, it's almost like it's creating new tactics like the demogorgon didn't work the demodogs didn't work so now we're going to do this this season and then yeah. when we saw him at the pool later that's how that's what I took it is like the bad one came out or the bad one is somehow infiltrating him in some way but interested to hear what you guys think I don't know if he's like possessed or not that or doppelganger it's kind of confusing I agree with that. I'm not really sure what's going. He's fucked. That's what I know. It is not good. Whatever is going on with him right now is not positive. (laughs) You you know, you know, it's bad because when he was the lifeguard, he didn't take his shirt off. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) He didn't take his tits out. Now I know there's something wrong with him. Yeah, that's a red flag. I'm wondering why he's even still showing up to work. Yeah, that is a good question. (laughs) I mean. Yeah, so what, if, if he is possessed or in in some way, you know, I mean, we obviously see him just absolutely wrecked, right? He's uh, He has this episode where he's unnecessarily aggressive, staggering around, afraid of the sun. It sort of reminded me of how Hopper goes through all of his life. <laughs> Tuesday morning for Hopper. <laughs> yeah. So really, really, this, this season could all be, it could be just about Billy becoming <laughs> Hopper. And what a tragic story it is. <laughs> and then when the thing says to him, take me to him, they're not talking about Will like you would think. They're talking about Hopper. <laughs> and it is, it is Billy's doppelganger telling him, 
we are going to become this man. So I need you to take me to him so we can watch him and learn his ways. This is your destiny. And that's that's the saddest thing of all. Oh, my God. I think we cracked it. Can we put bets on Vegas in that? Yeah. yeah okay. Let's bet this whole thing. <laughs> when I saw the when the episode first opens up, it says there's going to be strobe lights. I saw that too. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. I already don't like this. I have an astigmatism. The last thing I need right now are strobe lights. But then I don't really even remember seeing too many of them. I saw that too. And I noted that because I didn't bring it up from the first season, but I fucking hate strobe lights. And when they did it at the end there, it went on with uh, Eleven fighting the Demogorgon in the high school. It went on for like five, seven minutes of nonstop strobe lights. And I'm like, I can't watch this shit. I hate it. It drives me crazy. It's worst. The movie Aliens does that in the end too. And I get up and I walk away. Like, like, what is the point of this? You're just trying to irritate um, the viewer to me and to hide some probably poor special effects but yeah i i saw that and i'm like oh fuck. netflix but, budget baby yeah <laughs> i i think their monster effects look really good though to be honest but yeah i yeah. didn't see like all the strobe lights that they had to work i was about. happy yeah and you mentioned astigmatism i have astigmatism too what does that make strobe lights are worse for really? people with astigmatism when you have an astigmatism you have a sensitivity to light so know. you know like when at nighttime when you pass the headlights and it looks like there's like a halo kind of deal with the lights. That is like your astigmatism. From the best of my understanding, I think that's astigmatisms only that see the lights like that. Oh, well, I, well, I got astigmatism too, man. Whoa. I Do you really have an astigmatism? Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at us. That's another thing. You be hard pressed to find another podcast that talks about Stranger Things with hosts that are willing to inflict pain or harm upon themselves and that all have an astigmatism not to mention during an earthquake we're troopers we're heroes i mean i don't want to say legend but i thought i heard someone else say that so i'm just repeating what i thought i heard i just heard it right now and if the shoe fits you know mm-hmm. that's why you got to go on patreon and then you got to go in and order barbara's tombstone <laughs> yes no patreon is how we're gonna uh, accrue the money to pay for it well that's what we're gonna say but of course we, we're never gonna spend it on that we're gonna spend it on something fun no. fur yeah yeah <laughs> yeah just fur you know <laughs> something to piss piss off uh, uh everybody <laughs> something to keep yeah. DB warm while he records these podcasts. Yes, because as if it wasn't sweltering enough in here. Yeah, <laughs> I am in um, cutoff sweatpant shorts because the cargo shorts that I was wearing uh, last time. Yeah, I wear cargo shorts. I'm a 39 year old white male, and they like were giving me like a rash on the back of my back of my thighs from the sweat. Do your shaving? I thought when yeah. you said the cargo pants that I was wearing. I thought you were going to say went out of style in the 90s. <laughs> nah, no, no, no. Bringing them back. <laughs> you remain steadfast. I've been bringing them back for like the last 15 years. They never went away. <laughs> Just like Jenko jeans. <laughs> hey, when you when you keep wearing those um, cargo shorts, you're going to turn into a PA in a film set. Yeah, right. I could just walk on. They'll be like, you're all right. Any any soundstage in Hollywood and we're in these things and they'll just say, oh, yeah, get to work. I'm like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, when I say like uh, I'm on my break, they go, "Ah, 
he he's definitely one of us. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you do it. Don't make me strike. <laughs> so anything else uh, about Billy? Oh, you know what's great? I like how Billy canceled the date and Miss Wheeler canceled the date at the same time. Well, Billy didn't cancel, right? I mean, well, the the upside down world, whatever monster did. But I had thought that she was. This is a good point because I thought that she was going to confront Billy to like kind of say like you know what what happened, uh, and it was going to be really uncomfortable. But it was her going to apologize because she didn't show. I was like, oh okay. So my thoughts are, she went there and was like, oh, this motherfucker didn't show up, huh? So then the next day she was like, oh hey, so I couldn't make it. Oh, huh. To try to, like, gauge what he's got to say about that. And save face, right. She looks salty that she showed up for a date and was stood up. Uh-huh. So the scene of her looking back at the dad with the kid asleep on his lap, that didn't have the effect of dissuading her from going. She just used that later as an ex- as an excuse for for Billy. I think so. I think she looked at that sack of shit that is her husband snoring away on his lazy boy and was like, I can't get to that Motel 6 faster. (laughs) (laughs) She could have have been the one to drive Billy off the road as she was gunning it to get there. (laughs) She knows that she did it and is wondering if he knows. So now she's like, sorry, I couldn't get there. Does he know? Does he know? Does he know? Oh, man. But she probably still had a, a good night alone in the Motel 6 anyway. Well, she probably met someone there in that pool. It sounded pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, do Motel 6 and Hawkins. She does know how to troll a, a pool for Strange. So Even if she's got her kids in tow. Oh, were her kids with her? Well, that's what I was laughing at when she says, I'm gonna, I got to go do whatever. I got to go change my tampon. Keep an eye on whatever the little kid's name is. So this whole time, she's got some kid that's like a baby in the pool. Oh, she's shit. not even watching the kid. She's <laughs> like... You know, it's literally sink or swim time. <laughs> well, it's it's okay because you know you've got uh, you've got lifeguards there who are unable to walk straight and uh, you know afraid of the sun. They're watching. They're keeping a good eye on your kid. You know, you can just mind your own business. <laughs> Dude, he's got a muscle shirt on. Okay. Oh yeah, they were cut out sleeves. He burns in the sun like I do, so I had some sympathy with him i mean that's 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 how i am in in the open sun that's true very pale i am not as pale but jared wins for who can take the sun the best out of the three of us yeah jared jared's the darkest jared's gonna be the one that we point to when we're accused of being racist we say but what about him he's on the podcast oh yeah like we'd be friends with a guy like this if we (laughs) were racist yeah yeah exactly and then when they look don't look at him too closely just, it, just Do you know take he's Jewish too? He's also Jewish. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> On the fail safe. <laughs> We're very open minded whites. <laughs> we cover yeah. all the bases. To protect what we can say. Yeah, that's right. Here we go. Ignore the blonde streaks that the sun did in my hair. Yeah, is your, is your hair just naturally go that way? Yeah, ever since I taught surfing, my hair turned blonde. I, I think when I first met you, it was before I started teaching it. Yeah. That is wild. I don't know if I believe you. I'm going to hire a private investigator to follow you around now. <laughs> All right, follow me. 
<laughs> but if also when I think about Point Break and Bodie's hair in that, I'm like, maybe that's what the universe does when someone's a hardcore surfer. I'm going to say, Aaron, as someone who knows Jared a, a little bit better, that I would believe it 100%. I cannot see Jared spending any time uh, in the bathroom, like, putting highlights and shit in his hair. That is not Jared's style. <laughs> it's part of the illusion. Yeah, although, yeah, he could be fooling me, just like Mrs. Wheeler was pulling one over on Billy, saying that, you know, she uh, didn't show up. That's right. And just like the writers have been pulling one over on all of us... When Barb shows up. <laughs> yeah. Who's controlled by the Russians. <laughs> she is Russian. That's the big joke. Oh, Her family yeah. moved there from Russia. That's why she's got those big glasses. Those are those are totally glasses from Chernobyl. That's what uh, the lead scientist was wearing throughout the entire series. Yes. They're, they're actually the same pair of glasses. Same prop guy. You know what I think? I haven't seen the guy, the officer, the police officer with the big glasses, and the uh, scientist looks like the police officer with the glasses. Yo, I think there's something going on there. Oh, yeah, you're right because there was like the two underlings of Hoppers and the the white dude is who you're talking about. Yeah, the white dudes I'm talking about. I we haven't, haven't seen, seen him. him. I thought we did, didn't we? Um, in the no, uh, we only saw we only saw the black guy who I love when uh, he calls Hopper and Hopper's in the middle of not doing what he's paid to do. Did it over a hangover? Yeah, and yeah, and this guy's like, if you want a job tomorrow, you get your ass down here now. And I'm just like, God, I'd love to be able to just talk to my boss like that. <laughs> okay, this is this is great because this scene when I wrote, <laughs> when I wrote down because we didn't understand why, and then um, we see that there's a lot of people protesting, and I just assumed that those people were protesting the black kid that Hopper shot last season. <laughs> Prote protesting that Hopper even had to stand trial for it. Yes. Yeah, that's right. This is Hawkins, 1980. It's 84. Well, and I love, too, that when he calls and tells Hopper, like, you need to get down here. Hopper's like, uh, I'm a little busy right now. <laughs> and he's busy trying to ask Winona Ryder out on a date. <laughs> that's that's what's taking precedence over a frantic radio call. <laughs> From another police officer. He's like, rude. I'm in the middle of something right now. Jesus Christ. And the cop knows that he's just in the middle of striking out again. And that, that that's, he's used to this bullshit. He's like, she doesn't like you. No, you need to come do your job. He doesn't even know who the other woman is. He just can say without without fail, she doesn't like you. <laughs> he's like, unless it's that librarian. She doesn't like you. The librarian was actually in season two. I forgot to mention this. We saw her again. She didn't look. You could see her as um uh, as attractive, like if she dressed differently and did her hair differently and and wore different makeup. Like there's a lot of things that would go. Or into like it. if she was naked. <laughs> there was a good basis there to do something. <laughs> so. She was in season two. What did she do there? I don't remember. Oh, oh it Dustin. was Dustin. Remember when Dustin took the books out? Yeah. He wanted to check out more books than he yes, was allowed yes, to. Yes, yes, yes. And then he, he ran out with them, which I was going to mention, that is a pretty serious crime, taking books from a library. My brother and his friend stole a book from a library, and it was a lot of court appearances and court fees. 
Really? Stupid high school kids. Yeah. Don't worry. With Hopper in charge, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I stole a pair of jeans from the Echelon Mall, and it was just one little court date, and it was done, son. Wow. I feel like I should have been in more trouble than your brother. You would think so. It's just a lot. Your brother was stealing a book. I mean, if you really got into this, it's like he just wanted to read. Yeah. He just wanted to better himself, Your Honor. Was it was it was it paperback or hard cover? He was hungry for knowledge. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We can get to the bottom of this. I can ask him. And I th- it was for a report, like they had, like a project, a school project. But there is, you do have a good point because with at least with a library book, you're supposed to take it. You that's you do. You don't actually pay for anything. With the jeans, you're supposed to actually pay for something. Yeah. And what kind of jeans were they? Do we do we know? Oh God, they weren't even name brand. Oh, that's that's really sad. That's a story that we can uh, put in the uh, the side files on the list for Patreon. Okay. How I got caught and all of it. It's a good one. One of my parents' favorite. Were they by any chance Jenko jeans? Oh no, 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 no! I wasn't a Jenko girl. Well, that's that's one that you don't have to live down. I unfortunately do. Dude, I'm still living it, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, Hopper does show up because like the sensible black officer who really should be running this town. Who is? He's just not getting the title or the paycheck for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, <laughs> he gets he gets Hopper out there, and then we have him go up and meet the mayor, and there is this big reveal. And I was like, "Well, who the fuck is that?" And I was trying to figure out, like, was that Matthew Modine? Is Matthew Modine like now the mayor or something? And like, we're supposed to notice this, but I'm like, "Well, Hopper would have noticed that." I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, I don't fucking know who that is. Do you guys know who that is? Oh, man, no. No. That's Carrie. I will mispronounce his name. Carrie. Carrie. Oh, Carrie. Carrie Hughes. Hughes. Right. The Yes. The Black Knight from The Princess Bride. That is oh, him. Oh, what? But not just that. He is also the killer in Kiss the Girls. With Morgan Freeman and Ashley Judd. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler (laughs) alert. The movie came out in like 1995. It was on my list, though. I hope (laughs) Your 90s movie, uh, summer movie list. (laughs) (laughs) Just before bed. Mystery killer movie list. Yeah, 90s. Okay, so he, so yeah, he had some big roles there. He was also, he was in Robin Hood, Men in Tights, right? The uh, the spoof he was. on Robin Hood. He was Hood. Robin Hood. Now, he was also in an episode of uh, Law and Order SVU that I watched yesterday. Oh, just where the yesterday. drug addict daughter's boyfriend kills the mother for pills. Oh, okay. Another spoiler. <laughs> Good episode. <laughs> Good episode. We're, we're supposed to not know who the killer is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the fact that you just watched that episode yesterday and we just watched this episode and you did not recognize him. To me, this says, like, how many plastic surgeons does Hawkins, Indiana have? Yeah. Like, he is unrecognizable. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's the Stranger Things producers or maybe the writers. I don't know. I mean, did they go to Carrie and say, hey, so the mayors had some... (laughs) 
<laughs> it's nice. 19- the mayor said work done. And uh, we'd like it if you could also change your face for the rest of your life for this one role. And Carrie thought to himself, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not getting any younger. When I'm doing fucking Law & Order SVU episodes now. Yeah, of course I can go under the knife for a Stranger Things episode. Forget about it. He was disturbing to me. But uh, but I like him. I mean, okay. As as a character, he'll be he could be interesting throughout the rest of the season. What's cool about this? I mean, I feel like this is pretty uniform for all the seasons. You just don't know why you're getting all the pieces that you get from the start. Yes. Before they all start to weave together and you're like, "Okay, this is why you were crucial." Or although we don't we still don't really even know why the sister or eight from season two, why she was even there. So I'm still hoping that she's going to show up for this one. Yeah, I'd forgotten about her. <laughs> I pretty much forgot about her by, by credits of that episode. But uh, yeah, that that's interesting. I got to say, though, I, I like the... Maybe this is why I like the beginning of these seasons, because I like it when they don't all have to fit perfectly together. I like just the disparate threads that may not go anywhere uh, necessarily, but they're just kind of like cool portraits. Like uh, one of my favorite characters from last season was the guy who ran the uh, arcade, the video arcade. He was great. He didn't go anywhere, but he was awesome. And we could have had a little bit more of him. Yeah. So... I think that's why I'm hoping that the season doesn't feel so obliged. To... Are, you, are you seeing there's a, 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 too much of a suspense of disbelief that um, Hopper managed to solve things piece by piece? Yeah. While he's <laughs> hammered, he's like, oh, I figured it out. Speaking of striking out, did you like how Robin was keeping a track of Steve uh, get, getting rejected by striking the Striking out, Yeah. Yes, I like her. I like their dynamic a lot. Uh, anything in the mall and at Scoops Ahoy in particular, I do enjoy. I, I, I like it all. Oh, by the way, I went to um, Baskin Robbins yesterday. They have a Stranger Things flavor. Oh, upside yeah. down. Chocolate and uh, car- I don't know. It's like chocolate cookies in it. Well, it should be chocolate and vanilla for Lucas and Max, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, How come just because Robin speaks... Three languages that are all really, I don't want to say they're super closely related, but if you speak one of them, you could kind of like wade your way through some of like the more, they're similar anyway. Well, Spanish and Latin, I don't know if you know this, are used from the dark ages to uh, say, I'm going to burn you, Jew. (laughs) (laughs) They did not teach that at Sunday school, no. Well, well, wait, yeah. And what languages... How come that means she can speak Russian? Yeah. She knows three romance languages. Yes. That are, right, they're, they're derivatives of Latin. And now she's like, oh, please, I know how to speak these three. Give me the fucking tapes and I'll decipher what they're saying in Russian. And I don't know how the alphabet helps you when you're listening to it either. Like, this this was really strange to me, too. And I was just kind of like, ah, I'm just not going to think about it too much. Because all of the languages she speaks were romance languages right they were spanish italian and french is that yes. right yeah yeah so if if you know one a lot of the words will sound similar yes in there's just like a vowels changed or one letter is dropped and it's like okay well russian is not the same as that robin it's yeah it's a completely different 
yeah, I, I don't know what the correct term is, but yeah, it's not derivative from from Latin. Uh, I'm pretty sure about that. And stay the fuck away from my man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is moving in, and uh, I gotta, I, you know what? Steve should be happy with that. I'm gonna yeah. let Steve sow his wild oats. Okay, okay. yeah, but <laughs> when he's ready to settle down, he knows to come back. Robin's out. Yeah, Robin's not long-term material. She's not marriage material. Yeah. Now, here's something. Are we supposed to be suspicious of this? Are Dustin and Steve too, yeah, you don't want to say stupid. Yeah, they're too trusting. Oh, this kind of goes back, Jared, to uh, Game of Thrones, right? With Daenerys, right? Where, uh, you know, Daenerys can say anything. And it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Of course, of course. Yeah, Daenerys is great. She's good. But meanwhile, of course, she's going to you know, torture town, spoiler alert, um, is Robin pulling a fast one on them saying, oh yeah, I know these three romance languages that have nothing to do with Russian, so therefore I can help you decipher it because Robin is a plant. Oh. She is sent by Barb. And Barb sent her specifically to get Steve because she still hates him because Steve took Nancy from her. (laughs) She resents it. She has not forgotten she still thinks he's a piece of shit. She's like, you know what? No. Yeah. And truthfully, Steve has just as much reason to resent Barb because she was bleeding all over his nice pool. Oh, she got true. him caught, too, about the party because she had to go and die. Yeah. If she'd just gone to her car. If she had just gone the fuck home like everybody told her to. We have to say it at least once per episode. If she had just gone <laughs> to her fucking car. Why didn't she just get in her car and go home? <laughs> All right, all right, Aaron, sit down, sit down. I just, I can't okay, with her. Okay, no, it, I just can't eat. Should we take a break? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, SS butterscotch based on a Chips Ahoy flavor, really good. I, I have this note written down. Erica's little episodes with the samples makes me want to slap her in her mouth. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Lucas's sister fucking sucks, and it's gonna—that's gonna be the running theme. Just as much as Barb should have gone back to her car, uh, Lucas's sister sucks. We're gonna say at least once per episode this season. <laughs> I feel convinced. What an asshole! Right? I said in season two that I liked her, and I did not go with you on that one. So I, I come out victorious. It sickens me that I would say something like that. Yeah, I said I was on the fence and I wasn't a fan. And um, You did. I'm a bad judge of character, clearly. Well, that's what happens when you fuck with He-Man and Barbie together, dolls. You turn into an asshole. Well, and I should have known that, too, because I had strict rules with my Barbies. Because I had a gem doll, too. Okay. And I also had a Donnie from the New Kids on the Block doll. And there would be times where I would see Barbie making eyes at Donnie. And I'd have to squash that shit because I'd be like, no, bitch. Jem <laughs> is too tall for Ken. Donnie's the only one that she can date. You stay over there. You go date Joey if you're interested in a new kid. And Barbie had the Corvette. So, like, what did what did Donnie or whatever from New Kids on the Block drive? Was He, he was not going to try to drive her car, I hope. No, he was drunk. He rode shotgun. Okay, all right. Okay, he was. yeah, because he had a DUI, so he can't drive. So Barbie was like his Uber. Yeah. Okay. He just used Barbie, but he loved Jem. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. I don't know who Jem is, but... Jem and the holograms? Okay. Jem is outrageous. 
Okay. Jem is truly, truly outrageous. It was a cartoon and she could like touch her earring. She was like a an advertising executive or she was a businesswoman by day. But when she would touch her little earring, she turned into a rock star. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, Jem. <laughs> it's yes. It's totally plausible. And her rival band were the Misfits. Whoa. Oh, cool. They were always fucking with Jem and the holograms. What, like the real band, the Misfits? No, 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 oh. no. Okay. I was going to say, that'd be a cool crossover, no, these, actually. No, these, these were girl bands. Oh, okay. You have to binge watch Jem and the holograms. They did make up like Kiss. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I can get behind that. It was awesome. That sounds good. That's cool. I have a note written down here that a Steve and Dustin sitcom set in the mall would be better than Stranger Things itself, and I would watch that. I would I watch that dynamic. too. I love <laughs> it when Dustin comes back. Yeah, they're they're so much fun, and I love the dynamic with uh, Robin too. So I think it would be Steve and Dustin and Robin. I know you're not a fan of of Robin, Aaron, but you know. Well, we don't know if we can trust her yet either. Once their relationship runs its course, it'll be like Ross and whoever from Friends, right? Wouldn't they, Ross and Courtney Cox? Well, they were brother and sister. I well okay well that's not a problem we just came out of Game of Thrones so that's not a barrier at all it could it could happen I had no idea I that's how you know I never watched a single episode of Friends I had no idea that they were brother and sister huh yeah I have no idea I like Max I like how Max is uh quick to give everyone shit I love it I love her too I love how she called Mike a piece of shit after Elle told her what happened between them. She was like, he's a piece of shit. And that's what it's like when you're from Jersey and you tell any of your friends about any kind of a fight that you get into with your boyfriend. He's a piece of shit. You shall dump him. And you got to dump him and you got to make him come crawling back. Well, and how come, why is Elle, she's in school now, right? Does she go to the school? Uh, I don't think so, no. What's her story? Do we know about what's going on with her education? Uh, no. Well, Hopper's in charge of her education. She's being, oh my God. You just stumbled on a great fact. Hopper is homeschooling Eleven. (laughs) She is going to the school of hard knocks. Did you know the shotgun of Schlitz at two in the afternoon? (laughs) Teaching her how to drink from sunup to sundown. Eat the chips and dip. <laughs> In the morning, you got to wake up with a Bloody Mary to chase the, <laughs> chase the headache away. Always make sure you got Alka-Seltzer. And you don't put it in water. You just chew the motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> just let it dissolve in your mouth. Use it like a mint. Well, how come when she says, give him a, give him a taste of his own medicine? I was like, give him medicine? Like she still don't fucking understand? How long have you been here? I am so tired of this. This is like um, Peter Dinklage's accent in Game of Thrones where it comes and goes. Sometimes she's going to be totally fluent and familiar with English. And then other times when we need her to be like, oh, yeah, she's a feral child. She doesn't know how to use words. You lie. Okay. Why not? (laughs) You can fucking talk. Get your shit straight. Do you like her Madonna uh, makeover? Well, this is an important note. Uh, Aaron, how do you feel about Eleven's makeover? We were giving her shit last week for her grunge uh, look, looking like the uh, drummer from Nirvana. So what do you feel about this? I loved it. I liked it too. 
I love, I think what she finally settled on was it was good for her personality too. And I love this uh, friendship that's starting here between her and Max. I think it fit. I liked how Max was like, you pick out what you like. Not with the two men they would fight, who are fighting over you, what they think. Uh, yeah. And uh, of course, she has uh, Max there to guide her. We already trust Max's uh, fashion sense. So, yeah. Well, and I love, too, the, the idea of, like, if you put these two people in the same school together, right? So you got this girl, Max, who's living with the stepdad and this psycho stepbrother now who's lifting weights in the living room. Yep. Improperly. While he's <laughs> yeah. smoking cigs. Parents aren't around. Then you got this girl who was living in a lab. She's living with the drunk chief of police who thinks he's her dad. I do see that friendship working out. Yeah. Yeah, dysfunctional family. I think the the damage that's been done to both of them is going to bring them together. Yeah, uh, they, they are a good fit for each other uh, as friends. It works um, also with their personalities where... Uh, Eleven is a little more passive, where Max is like, you know, Eleven's like, what am I going to do about this? And she's like, you're going to fucking tell this dude. Yeah. I'm going to dump your ass. You give him a taste of your own medicine. I like I like this friendship here. Yeah, because they both have kind of uh, in their own way, this kind of alpha personality, but they don't overlap. Like they they have like their lanes where, you know, Eleven obviously is like alpha because she can control shit with her mind and be powerful there. But in the social sphere, it's like Max is kind of like the leader and helps guide. Yeah, I like it. We haven't talked about uh, Winona yet. And oh, with the teacher? With the science teacher. I always forget his name. Mr. Clark? I, I just refer to him as a science teacher. I should get his name down. I just refer to him as Megan's Law. Oh, <laughs> that's good. With him painting G.I. Joes and with his short shorts. Yeah, were those G.I. Joes or were those just those green army men? And where's his Asian? Oh, she's in the basement. Oh, yeah. I think that's why I feel like he, this whole spiel he gives to Winona about uh, electromagnetic fields is the last thing dozens of teenage runaways he ever hear before he starts choking <laughs> them with pantyhose. <laughs> that's what I'm convinced about. <laughs> Winona was just lucky that she happened to, you know, not be his type. And, and yeah, she probably has a family who cares about her. Whereas the, uh, the teenage runaways, you know, they're, they're society's disposables. Okay. I don't mean that like that's a good thing. I'm saying that's a sad thing. He definitely had a uh, bad taste in his mouth about 11. So, but she wasn't a teenager yet. Yeah. If he'd only gotten to her first, then he, he, that's what he was upset about. He's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. That could have been another notch in his pool cue. Killer belt. I think he, he probably uses a pool cue at some point during the torture scenes. It's going real dark. <laughs> Dude, he has a train set. What do you think he does with the train set? That's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No one. What was the last person you knew with the model train set in their basement who didn't turn out to be highly questionable later in life? And don't say me because yes, I had an HO model train set, but I turned out fairly acceptable. <laughs> Um, I, we well, scared the shit I out just, of Aaron. <laughs> She's like, thank God. You know, we're, coming you, we're, we're both in LA. You're in San Francisco. You got a good 360 no, mile I'm head safe. start to get the fuck away. <laughs> I'm safe. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. 
the when we were talking about Robin and Dustin and Steve trying to decipher the tapes, translate all of that. Yes. And then they run to that horse and they put a coin in it and it starts to play the song. Yes. That song is called Bicycle Built for Two. Oh, really? I know all the lyrics to it. You do? There's lyrics? It's Yeah, there's lyrics to it. It's It's basically a proposal. There's a guy that is asking a woman to marry him saying like, yeah, I don't have any money or anything, but we're in love. Let's get married. I don't know why just because that song's playing, Steve's like, these recordings weren't from Russia. Uh, I don't yeah. understand why that's evidence of that. I Well, okay, because he said that it's the horse was called the Indiana Flyer and that that would be only something you would find in America, that you wouldn't find something called the Indiana Flyer over in Russia, which you might have a point. Yeah. But, but the song- Don't they have carousels in Russia? But the song is a song that exists. They, they, they don't do carousels in Russia. No, there's any chance of uh, anybody having a modicum of fun they do not approve of. Yeah, like no fun. They'll shut that shit down. No toys. Real quick. In Russia, you ride missile. No, but the song is a song. It's not a song that's synonymous with carousels. Huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's So, yeah, how do you know that song? Somebody could just be listening to the song on a record player. Okay, and how do you know this song? I learned it in music class in elementary school. So it's like hot cross buns along those lines. Well, I learned it to sing, not to play, but hot cross buns, yeah, I fucked that shit up on the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> I could still play it. So, well, that is interesting, right? Yeah, it is just a song. We don't, I guess what they're proposing is that it's the exact same version and sound quality that's coming out of a carousel. Yeah, I mean, this, I kind of liked it because it kind of felt like Steve was finally contributing intellectually. (laughs) (laughs) That and. Reminded me of like what good Stephen King stories would do. Like it's this kind of creepy clue that they find that kind of is unsettling in in its own way. So I kind of liked it. But again, just like her translating the Russian using the alphabet and, and that, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. I agree. It's a really far stretch. It's a stretch. Yeah. But I think that's part of the fun of the show too. I mean, it's it's pretty much a stretch about all the stuff that's happened so far. What do you mean? You don't think Hopper can solve mysteries? That's probably the most realistic thing about the show, that the chief of police is a fall-down drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that he gets this date with Winona and shows up at the Hawkins uh, fancy restaurant. What do you think of his uh, Miami Vice shirt? <laughs> Oh, my God. I know. He went out of his way to get this shirt so he could be all cute for his date. And then she doesn't fucking show up. Oh, I was pissed about that. Oh, so we actually have parallel stories, right? She didn't show up for his date and either Billy or Mrs. Wheeler didn't show up for their rendezvous. But one thing we know for sure is that Hopper had no trouble finishing all the booze that had been ordered. (laughs) 
<laughs> and and several bowls of breadsticks. And I wrote down as well that this is still the best date that Hopper has ever had. <laughs> I mean, he's usually blackout drunk, getting thrown out by the bouncer in 86. So this is qualifies as a success for him. <laughs> it didn't end in a restraining order. Yes. and that's only because the waiter happened to be a male if it had been a woman then it would have been a different story he'd have been playing grab ass (laughs) well also if this had been a time during cell phones see i'd love to see that scene reshot (laughs) chief of police gets drunk dressed up like miami vice cop He's drunk dialing Winona. He's sending her nasty texts. He like goes to a dive bar and there's like another woman that's just as big a drunk as he is there. And he's taking pictures of them like slobbering all over each other and being like, I found somebody else, bitch. Fuck you. Should have shown up to the date. And he's probably posting this on Facebook too, which is just—it's <laughs> like the chief of police. This is going to be another meeting with the mayor the next day. He's—he's he's like tagged himself at the place that they're supposed, that they're supposed to be having their date, yeah, but- and he's like Joyce Byers tags her is a fucking bitch, <laughs> and then he like he takes a picture and he's like. Fuck you. <laughs> he takes a picture of the breadsticks. Yeah, except he's trying to take a selfie, but he doesn't know how to switch the camera around. So it's just a, a, a crappy picture of the table with half-eaten breadsticks. <laughs> and then he sends, he sends the, or he takes a picture of the bill and is like, you owe me half, bitch. <laughs> Start to go fund me. The bill is only like seventeen ninety five because he didn't order a meal. <laughs> he still wants half he the asked, money. He asked the waiter to separate the food and the drink. <laughs> He's like, you can't take the booze outside. He's like, I'm the chief of the police. What's <laughs> I do what the fuck I want. <laughs> oh, my God. He was Cartman. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he was like Cartman, like the troubled teen. And then was Cartman like... Respect my authority. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God, that's so good. Hopper is probably getting up there for my... Like, imagine if Hopper didn't make it through to this season. Oh, shit. Are we, are we even enjoying ourselves anymore? No, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was so excited for this episode. I'm like, oh, there's some great Hopper stuff. Yeah, Hopper is becoming the f- most colorful character, funnest one to talk about. <laughs> He's so fun to talk because about. It, it's so, it, in a way, it's so subtly like it's just a destructive nonsense character, but not one that they're. I, it's almost like are they trying to make him as ridiculous as he is, or not? <laughs> Do they realize what they're doing? And that's what makes it so much better. Well, it's a weird character too because it's the one that you laugh at. I mean, he he's the fall guy for the laugh, but. Also, he's in charge (laughs) and and he doesn't give a fuck or maybe not even know that everyone's laughing at him. And not only is everyone laughing at him and he's the one who's in charge, but he's also somehow manages to be the hero. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, at the same time. It's like they're Indiana Jones. (laughs) Oh, they were trying to do that last season with his hat and I did not approve. 
they were they had shots where of course he drops it and they have a close up of him going back and grabbing his hat and uh, uh, no you're not going to make him Indiana Jones he's more like the guy who's singing karaoke and signing himself up as Indiana Jones yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh hopper he's so good all right what do we think are we thinking that hopper and winona are finally going to bump it I is she going to throw him a mercy fuck I think is what we're asking I feel like the way they're trying to set it up is like that she's in love with him. Really? Ah. You don't you're not get you're not catching any of that? Dude, you know what? You know why? Because yo, when he when 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 Nona sees Hopper in his uh, Miami Vice shirt, she'll be like, "All right." Well, it's going to have a, a lot of vomit stains on it the next time yeah, she it sees is. it. Well, he's going to go home and get changed into his, his <laughs> uniform. <laughs> curl up on the recliner. Yeah. Turn on the infomercials. I got to put on so something now. comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably going to go from breadsticks to another bag of Tostitos, too. There's just too much carb loading for a guy who does not do a lot of physical activity. You know, I've never seen not one episode of this show. Have I seen him stick anything green in his mouth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might be green shit coming out of his mouth, but that's all the bile. And his asshole. And, yeah. I mean, one thing in this episode, too, speaking of this, he's eating honey smacks for breakfast. This is a grown man eating honey smacks. That's why he adopted Eleven, so he could eat honey smacks. Honey smacks to breadsticks to Tostitos. This, this guy's going to have type 2 diabetes as well, and he's foisting it onto Eleven. Yeah, I have to say, I was surprised this season when Eleven had both of her feet. <laughs> She's walking. She's actually walking. She's not in a wheelchair yet. It is. It is. It 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 stretches credulity. I I agree. And apparently, the uh, food pyramid is not part of Hopper's homeschooling. <laughs> you don't need that. <laughs> That's all government lies. All you need is the base of this pyramid. <laughs> That's not what this country was founded on. It's founded on ice cream, honey hoppers, breadsticks, and booze. Speaking of booze, uh, we need to, before we go, need to touch on Nancy and Jonathan as the Nancy Drew and Encyclopedia Brown of Hawkins. Yeah, and speaking of booze, I would not have drank that lemonade from that rat lady. I did also think that Nancy's notepad that she's scribbling down notes on, if we actually were to see it, it's just filled with a lot of calorie counts. <laughs> and bubble letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy loves Jonathan. They look terrible. They they are a sad fucking couple. They look like Jennifer Conley and Jared Leto in Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> that is that is apt. They're they're strung out looking. And they're just investigating some fucking rats that a crazy woman keeps in her basement. I'll tell you what too, you go into that house and you walk down. She's oh yeah, come on down into the basement. Like yeah, fucking right, lady. That basement's not even finished. I don't go down in basements like that. And then she's got all this fertilizer that she's buying to make a bomb. Oh, yeah. 
she is part of a militia group that is waging war against the U.S. government. Oh, yeah. That's got Russia written all over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she didn't mention it, but she just lives in a, it doesn't seem like a big farm. Why does she need all this fertilizer? If not to make bombs, you you have a, an excellent point there. There you go. Another one of Barb's girls. Oh, that rat in the cage. I I would have been like, as soon as I saw that thing, I would have been like, "Hey, good luck, man. I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> I'm peaced out." <laughs> yeah. Do you think the blob's the thing that hit um Billy's car? And yeah, like I don't know what hit Billy's car. Yeah, because it, it looked like that kind of gooey material that the rat blew up into. Oh, that was left on the windshield. That's right. He's like he touches it and pulls back and sees it's all this weird goop. I thought it was green looking though, and not this uh, pink that the rats explode into. I mean, also if something, some kind of a fluid was on my car, I wouldn't touch it. That's another horror movie trope that that happens like crazy in the movie The Thing, where the even the scientist is just going in bare hands, no no gloves, nothing, touching this bloated glob of whatever bullshit it is. Yeah, I know that's a yeah. Don't touch it. Throwing years of experience and training out the window. I'm going in here. I'm raw dogging this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It looks harmless. Maybe I should taste it. <laughs> I gotta use all my senses. I mean, even if you don't know, I mean, it, it just err on the side of it's shit. Why do you want to touch shit? It could be bird shit. It's gross. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be a, a, someone else's saliva. Are you gonna stick your fingers in that? That too. It depends on whose saliva. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Wheeler's. I might. I might touch it. <laughs> Is that? Oh, was that Nancy and Mike's last name? Yeah. I never. I could never get their last name. You know, I have to say about Mrs. Wheeler too. This is this killed me when uh, Mike's on the phone with Eleven, telling her a bunch of bullshit, and she picks up the phone, and then he's like, "Hang up the phone, bitch," and she just ends up hanging up the phone. Like that's fine. I would have gotten my ass whooped. Okay. <laughs> if I would have been Mike's age and my mom picked up a phone call that I was having with a friend and I was like, hang up the phone, screaming at her to hang up the phone, she'd have come to the room that I was in with the phone and whooped my ass. <laughs> she wouldn't have just been like, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. And hang up the phone. Like, well, she and her husband are, are a good match, right? Like they, they, they seem pretty nonchalant uh, about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the way that uh, Mike was uh, talking to her or the way Dude, that he was talking he to Hopper. And then he talked to um, Hopper, you know, like he's trying to be a smart ass to Hopper. Being a little dick. Hopper's drunk and a chief of police. I don't know, man. And you're making out with his daughter. <laughs> Yeah, you're fitting to get your ass whooped. Yeah, I'm with Hopper on his approach to Mike. Yeah. I loved it. Show some respect. I mean, he doesn't even say, like, we're going to find out if I'm going to allow you to keep dating my daughter. And I was like, yeah, scare the fucker a little bit and make make him come out with some respect. Dude, he'll pe he'll puke on Mike, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he see this is why Mike is is not smart because you want to minimize any and all face-to-face -face conversations <laughs> with Hopper because eventually your luck's going to run out. He's going to vomit all over you. <laughs> Hopper's ready to vomit at any given shot and if someone pisses him off, he does this move where he just like <laughs> Gags himself. It's, 
It's like his defensive move. It's like that dinosaur from Jurassic Park. It's his defensive <laughs> move. Oh, the one that shoots Newman in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, really? And then just shoves his finger down there and just sprays you. <laughs> and then just like rings his finger and like shakes his finger off. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's the finishing move is he wipes it on your cheek. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he wipes it underneath your nose. <laughs> called, it smells like boo. That's called the dirty... <laughs> that's called the dirty hopper. <laughs> you wish it was a Sanchez. <laughs> so we don't know Mexicans and Hawkins yet, but <laughs> when we do, you're going to understand what that means. Son. <laughs> Any uh, any final thoughts before we before we go? My final thought here about Billy with the girl in the trunk was that I'm still not clear on whether or not he's been possessed because I feel pretty confident that Billy could have a girl beaten, tied up, and in his trunk with no outside influences <laughs> other than how, his childhood. How come when he was holding her, it looked like a Bon Jovi video? Yeah. Well, he's got the hair. It's a love song. It's just the way it was shot. I was like, I was like, where's the chorus? See, I think you're more down on Billy than I am. I am with, I, I feel that Billy is, he acts out because of his uh, circumstances, his family circumstances. But I don't think that that would have caused him to go as far as this without some sort of possession or him being a, a, a doppelganger from the upside down world. Although he did run the kids off the road in um, season two, which was like the worst thing that he's done, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't see him kidnapping and uh, attempted murder. He's being possessed and has to offer this sacrifice to the, the shadow monster. Is that what it's called? I think so. I don't know what it is. We, sure. I think the shadow monster is what the kids were calling it in season one. Okay. And that's what uh, us kids are calling it. Rather than that lifeguard who seems pretty cool by all accounts, uh, why couldn't he have just sacrificed Lucas's sister and made us all happy? <laughs> I know. Oh, by the way, Billy also seems to me like a consensual sex kind of guy. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, well, he doesn't need to rape. Yeah. Now, I'll be interested to see if this girl, now if she's possessed as well, mm -hmm. or is she dead? And then if she is possessed, is it going to be like, did you guys ever see the movie The Faculty? Yeah. I, I actually did, yeah. Jon Stewart was in that. <laughs> like that, where everyone's just like walking around like zombies. Is it feeding on people or is it possessing them, swapping them in a sort of invasion of the body snatchers kind of motif, which is sort of what the faculty was in a okay. way too, right? Yeah, where they're they're now being sort of replaced with something that is an agent of the shadow monster. It feels like the shadow monster keeps striking out and trying to figure out new ways to fuck with Hawkins. All right, so this could be the new way. Which seems to be uh, more effective. Because when Hawkins gets hammered, he like fights with the air. And yeah. he caught a couple good ones on the shadow monster. Yeah. And he wants He's revenge. Like, I lost to that drunk and that fucking emo child. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that'd be another show I'd watch. A lot of spinoff opportunities. 
Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to when they do the intervention episode with Hopper and Eleven, where they have like the neighbor, the friends or whatever calling. It's like the whole family is fucked up. On a very special Stranger Things. With guest star Jeff Van Vonderen. <laughs> oh, that's digging deep. Do you guys know Jeff? I have no idea who it is. Do you know who Jeff is, Jared? No. Jeff Van Vonderen is one of the uh, interventionists on the show Intervention. Oh. And when I say one of, I mean to say he's the best one. And if my friends and or family ever have to or decide to do an intervention for me, oh, okay, I better get that guy. I'll be pissed if it's anybody else but him. Okay. <laughs> so everybody listen up. I swear to God, nothing against Candy Finnegan, but if she shows up and it isn't Jeff, I'm going to be pissed. Alright guys, well that'll do it for Stranger Things Season 3, Episode 2. We will be back next week with our take on Stranger Things Season 3, Episode 3, so be sure to check back to this feed. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to find out more about Aaron, Aaron, where can they find you? I can be found on Instagram at Aaron Minogue and on Facebook at Aaron Marie Minogue. And Jared, where can people find out more about you? You can find me on Instagram at Diraj Nivelle. And, of course, you can find out more about uh, this show and others at Bandcast.com, Twitter at Bandcast, and we'll be back again with you all next week. Thanks so much for listening. Nice. Nice.